Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome to the Miles Mikulski podcast, where we talk to some of your favorite artists and talk all things music-related, mainly hip-hop, but, you know, we might have to fling in a few things along the way. If you enjoy any of the content, make sure you follow me on socials at Miles Mikulski. Basically, it's in my name. If you're listening to it right now, you'll be able to see my name right there. I ain't going to spell it out because that's kind of long still. But follow me on socials to keep updated on who the next guest will be in the future. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into another episode of the Mars Mikulski podcast. Yes, what's going on people? Joining me is someone who is uh, doing very well for themselves right now, doing bits of the music game. Has changed a lot in a couple of years as well. Introduce Mm. yourself to the people. Um, Yes, I go by the name of K the Infinite. Okay, before we even talk about what's coming on right now in your life and the music, let's talk about chaos. Oh, okay. (laughs) I threw on you still. So for those who don't know, Chaos was your kind of like first name. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's true. And that was more like grime type music back then. Yeah, grime. Yeah. yeah. So how do we go from Chaos to Chaos the Infinite Mm. to K the Infinite? How do we do that? How do we do that? I think over time you grow as a person. You know, when you're young, you're just young and hype and you just want to be rowdy you know what i'm saying so that's where chaos stemmed from yeah um but then it transitioned to chaos the infinite because i wanted to be able to show diversity in my music and i didn't feel like chaos the name represented a diverse artist it just seemed a bit too hype yeah yeah uh, i think it'd be one of those situations where you're listening to it and you'd be like why are you so chill chill yeah exactly and your name's chaos <laughs> like obviously you could do that people, people have done that before you know we'd have a right. nice carved name but then like be chill be mad with their music or vice versa right right but, yeah i mean when was that time though what what made you actually decide to like officially change it when was that what time um so i changed my name to chaos the infinite before my mixtape creation and destruction yeah um that was 2012 maybe okay so we're talking to chaos was time time, time yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that was my play- name on the playground there you go yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time true now another thing as well what we're doing is we kind of like get the back the background to build us up to what you're doing now right and obviously the album that came out last month right right but where, what you're wearing right now the headband Mm-hmm. Right, or oh, it's not even a headband. What's that actually called for Naruto? Yeah, it's a headband. It's a headband. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. you got obviously got the design there. Yeah, clean headband would be a little bit short for it. Is that what I mean? Yeah, I hear what you mean. But Naruto is something I've watched. I watched one episode of Naruto my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all I know is about the nine tail fox. 
Right. I know that it's in the root or something. Yeah, yeah, the beast. Yeah, that's that's all I know, right? Wow. But for you, that's obviously you're wearing the headband. That's part of your brand, that's part of your image. Yeah, yeah. Why is it so important for you though? Because I'm a ninja in real life, man. My thing. Yeah, it's like, walls, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Climb walls, do backflips, all of that. Um, but no, man, it represents freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to just be free as an adult. Like, yeah, you don't have to be constrained to. Oh, I have to look smart and proper all the time. Like, nah, man. I just enjoy myself and just go around completing missions. Like coming to radio today is mm-hmm. me completing a mission. So nice. like a ninja. Okay. You know. Right. So how many uh, successful missions you run in there? That's, that's the question. Oh, I've completed so many this year and the past couple of years, so I, I wouldn't know the exact number, but it's a lot. <laughs> uh, so going off this mission thing then, yeah, mm-hmm. let's think to ourselves, what's the ultimate mission for you? Oh, we're going way ahead of time Ooh, right now, but what's that mission? The ultimate that mission. It's looking kind of hard at the moment to get, but you know you're going to get it one day. Um, To complete my creative journey. Okay. Yeah. So how do we... How, so you, it obviously yeah. requires different steps. So step one, musician. Mm-hmm. Step two, write a manga. Step three, have my own anime. Okay. Step four, have an empire of creativity that All of I that can tied into one. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that is the ultimate mission. So you think about going to Japan in the future? Yeah, that's definitely. The home, that's the home. The home base. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I need to go to Japan, so it's it's in the plans. Okay, fair enough, you know. I mean, that's kind of mine still. Like, mm. how many years are you looking at doing that for? Is that going to be like a 5, 10, 15 year plan? Yeah, so that's probably 10 years. Mm. Yeah. So it all starts pretty much with these projects that you're dropping right now. Now, right, right. And there's one project I want to talk about first. We're, still, mm. we're slowly building ourselves there, you know. Slowly. Yeah. And I want to get make sure I get the name right, so I need to look at the actual name first, yeah. <laughs> Ikigai. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said it right first time. Okay, that's making sure. That's what <laughs> yeah. I was looking at it again. Just to, you know what? You say it wrong, and it's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> but 2016 that project dropped, right? And the artwork's what you sitting in like a cloud or something like that, animation yeah. drawing, yeah, yeah. Now, that was kind of like the first kind of not official project, but it was leaning towards more of like what Void was and mm-hmm. what Macabre is now, yeah, so yeah. Like, when you're obviously that's not out on like streaming pl- services or platforms at all no that's on Bandcamp. right right like, so why when you were kind of creating that project mm-hmm. where were your, where, where was your headspace at the time um in what sense like well i mean you have to be in a headspace to write the type of music, music. That you're making yeah you know I mean? like, yeah it's yeah. not just gonna be i'm gonna wake up and write a song of course it's life has made you do that do it but where were you at that time because you, we've seen a development in your music mm, but it's right. more about like your mindset of where you was at the time my mindset i was hungry you know what i'm saying mm. like i was seeing everybody getting their shine on soundcloud and i was like i want to be one of those guys you yeah, know yeah. i've seen these guys with thousands of plays and i wasn't getting any plays and i was like i need to be one of them guys mm. um i was also in uni at the time or on and off of uni so I was just stressed out you know what I'm saying so I was just like music is all I have Yeah. so let me just put my all into it so that's what I had to do with the project because for you then where do the musical origins lie if the music's all you kind of had mm-hmm. like well, who's the kind of go-to person for you you into more US music Japanese hip-hop like Oriyama Hiroto something like that 
who's a who's a go-to for you or was go-to for you the go-to ne- the neptunes man yeah pharrell okay man i said hugo as well it's out hugo of course yeah yeah, so yeah like, they're my go-to how did that kind of shape all the music that you've made to this day because you produce as well let's yeah. not forget let's not yeah Boy, yeah it's true it's true um, how did that shape it? Mm. I feel like the Neptune style is just so free, like it's and it's fun, like so, and it's very melodic. So that kind of influences the structure of how I structure my music. And like I'm not a super technical producer. Yeah, they're not super technical. They just know about how to give you that feeling. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I try to produce with a feeling. Okay, yeah. I hear that. You know what it is? It's like with production. Mm. I think when you try to do too much, anyway. Sometimes it gets lost in the normal consumer, innit? Right. All they're trying to do is hear a fire beat, some cold lyrics, and we move in it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So when you're kind of doing it like that and it's simple and it's laid down for you, mm-hmm. it makes sense easier. Yeah. But let's talk about Void real quickly. Yes. Because that was the debut project. Like right. The debut, debut project. Right. On stream services. Kind of an introduction, like you said, from Ikigai. Right. Sure I right. I had, to, yes. I had to think about that over my head one time. Mm-hmm. You said you were hungry, you were looking at other people getting their shine on Spotify. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. And um, yeah, I feel like that kind of opened a few doors for you. And 100%. obviously, you mentioned the Mobos in yeah. the actual end of that project as well. Right. And that kind yeah. of shine that you got from that. So, You've done your research. I mean, that's all we can do. That's all we can do. do you know what I mean, yeah. if I've been listening to the music, I know what I'm going to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I would be like, oh, how was your day? You know I mean? <laughs> but yeah, when it comes down to it, though, like with that project, how mm. important was that for you as an artist to get your music spread across to the audience, to the world? Yeah, like it was an establishing moment because it's like it was a product that I was fully happy with. Mm. Like this is this is my sound right now and I want to share it with the world so let me get onto these platforms where everybody is moving towards yeah because everybody started shifting off of SoundCloud you know what I'm saying and started going towards Spotify and Apple Music so I was like I need to make an impression when I jump onto these platforms mm. and it took a while to get recognition but um after yeah after that while like I got playlisted by Spotify I was on their freeform playlist um, and another one of the tracks t- took off called Instagirl and Her Mask it started to take off in the kind of anime music YouTube scene yeah yeah so that kind of fed back to the Spotify and all of that so yeah things started to kind of come together off of that project yeah I mean that's the thing when you gotta get that confidence because when you actually released that what was your expectations because it sounds like it exceeded them yeah definitely yeah. definitely i just thought people were going to listen to it you know people that already listened to me but also at the same time um i knew that because i'm going from one platform to another and I, I don't know how i'm going to transfer my fans from yeah, soundcloud yeah. onto um, Spotify etc because mm. most of my fan base is like US based mm. yeah okay so I was like how am I gonna make this translate to the UK as well yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted to that's what I was thinking because it's kind of mad you think about it yeah with SoundCloud there's so many people that are just still there right and you think to yourself like why, why have you not got Spotify why have you not got Apple Music why have you not got Deezer yeah. why are you still on SoundCloud but at the same time, you can't forget the audience. Right. Especially with the people who have made it from there. And like, if mm-hmm. you become massive, some people are going to forget about that. Right. But with your core fan base, are they still on SoundCloud now? Or have they kind of migrated with you now to these Yeah, platforms? they've eventually migrated. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, it's good to see. But like, they're still there as well. Mm. Yeah. But like, 
with Void, it was very experimental as well. Yeah, 100%. So the sounds were interesting. No mm. song was the same. Right. Like, and when we come now to the second project and the one that has got a lot of people talking, mm-hmm. a lot of people were excited as well. And I've seen some of the feedback that you've been getting, social media, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's looked crazy. Now, mm. when you're approaching this album, because now we're here now, we can finally talk about the album. The album, right. Right. Where were, what were you doing then? Because you've seen the first one, like you said, exceed your expectations. Right. You've got people in the UK messing with you now. Yeah. You might not have been messing with you before. Mm-hmm. You've got your core fan base from SoundCloud now here with you. Mm-hmm. And we're here. So how did that, how did that feel? Yeah, it felt good. It felt, it felt like I'm here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm making my mark. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like when we kind of break down what some of the stuff that you say in the album, mm. it's mad. For real. It's, it's my, even the first song, yeah. Like, mm. I think it was the first song, all good, right? All good, yeah. And you're talking about the story about the 25 year olds, yeah. Like, and you <laughs> as a 15 year old getting moved to them because your friends moved to some point from their end. Yeah, yeah. In that story, straight away, I'm like, yo, this is a lot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot off rip. For so, real. like, you have obviously you have a lot of stories. There's other stuff we're going to talk about, but right. Why I'm not I'm not asking in a sense of why are you, but like why are you so open with your audience? If you know what I mean. It took time. Mm. It took time. Like I well, I wasn't initially an open artist. It was something that grew as I grew as a person. Just yeah. wanting to be more I wanna connect, like the same way that artists that I listen to, I connect with them. How do I connect with my audience? Mm. And the artists that I connect with most are the most open. Yeah. So I was like, I have to be more open. So of course it's kind of daunting opening up your life to to the world, but it's important. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those situations where when you do open yourself up, you kind Mm. of look at it and you're like, am I gonna get hate because of what I'm saying? Right. Are people gonna use what I'm saying against against me? me? (laughs) Right, yeah, definitely. I don't think, I think as you continue to grow, because you're so open, people mm. respect that. Right. And it's only going to be trolls that are going to have something negative to say. Same. But you know what you have? You have the block button. Yeah. Just, just press that block button. <laughs> press, get about there. <laughs> press that block. But Macabre, let's talk about the name. Mm-hmm. Because I've never heard of that word before in my life. Right. Is that an actual, is that you making it up or is that actually a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> just make it short, just make it short. Yeah, yeah, it's not a made up word. So what is it then for people that don't know, like yeah. myself right now? So macabre is your spiritual body. Okay. Yeah, so it's like two rotating pyramids that rotate around your body in the spiritual realm. Okay. And it represents your growth as a human being. Like as you go through different trials in your life, your yep. spiritual body grows. So your macabre grows? Or is yeah. it just that's that's process? It becomes more pure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. What origin is that from? Where um Jewish mysticism. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So you're kind of traveling the world with your kind of rap or right. the process and stuff like that. Yeah, this is it. And obviously we're talking about two floating pyramids rotating around, is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're clearly spiritual then. Yeah, to a degree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what kind of helped make you spiritual in the first place? Because some people might be like Floating pyramids. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess just life. Like I've experienced different things spiritually from when I was a child to mm. growing up, and um, it's always been something I've been intrigued by. Yeah. So I've always studied different spiritualities and uh, delved into different ones and tried to 
expand my mind you know what I'm saying expand mm. my experiences I mean it's important to do that right and expanding your experiences and being honest tying that into the fact that you're very open about mental health right right now again that's a hot topic at the moment mm -hmm. but you were talking about it in your music before that right that's key because some people, <laughs> some people looking at me like oh he's jumping on the bandwagon or something right, like that yeah. you're not doing that Mm -hmm. You're actually coming through and speaking about a like, letter to my if you letter to my sonny. Yeah. That's it, that was on Jeez. point. Yeah. yeah. Look at see, look, look. Yeah. <laughs> That's secret Jesus. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> but stuff like that, yeah. And then I yeah. think one of the songs off Macabre I was talking about like something's like a gateway to depression. Yeah. In and around. I think is that all good as well? All good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those situations, right, why is it important for you to kind of talk about mental health and tackle it? As it's something that you've gone through personally yourself, yeah. and that's why you're kind of sharing it for people that are also have been in that boat or still are in that boat. Or right, just, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've experienced um, going through negative mental health. You know, I've experienced psychosis, um, and that's when you lose track of reality. Yeah. Um, and you can wild out, etc. So I've seen different the different shades of uh, mental health like when I was in university I went through a depression um, and I say went through a depression rather than I was depressed because it's part of a it's part of a journey mm. rather than it is something that you are yeah like a lot of people try to take on I am depressed I have, I've got anxiety you know like you're going through yeah anxiety it's something that you're going through um, so yeah how hard or easy is it to get out of it, though, for you personally? If it's oh. a phase and not a thing. Oh, it's it's tough. It's tough because you know it's you have to have a good support system around you. You have to be you have to re-motivate yourself a lot of the time to do certain things. Yeah. Just basic things like going going for a walk or just. Taking a second things. to breathe, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying. Showering and stuff like that. It's like when people are depressed, you f you forget to start taking care of yourself, etc. Mm. So I just mean, getting back to doing those basic things is very. It can be tough. Yeah, I think it's having a good like unit around you. Right. No, it doesn't always have to be family. Mm -hmm. Most people it is, but it could be friends as well. Right. Kind of because you need someone who gets what you're going through. Hundred percent. Because if you don't have that, then it's just gonna end up being like. Yeah, I can't vibe with this. Yeah, and you're gonna yeah. Do, keep going down that black hole, and at the end of the at the end of the day, mm. it's about getting out of that space. Now, with the music and you being so honest, have you had people kind of message you, fans be like, "Yo, like you helped me through a hard time." If you're, yeah, have you had, had that yet? Yeah, definitely. Like I've had it quite a few times, and even at one of my a show that I headlined last year, maybe October. Like a girl, she'd come to see me all the way from America. Oh, man. And she was like, your music helped me through my depression. And I was like, wow. Mm. Like, to travel that far just to see me perform. And I'm not even, like, the biggest artist. Yeah. And to know that my music has impacted you that much. That that's is, a good look, is man. special, man. Yeah, that's the one of them ones where you just have to give her a hug yeah exactly like yo i'm here do you know what i mean even though you're thousands of miles away yeah you're yeah spirit with the music do you know what i mean her boyfriend was a bit funny though <laughs> <laughs> listen if he's not helping you are yeah, isn't it? For so, uh, exactly <laughs> shout out to the boyfriend still anyway yeah. but it's one of those situations where i think for me when i was listening to the project when it did come out i think rambling five 
mm. was the one that got me the most. I like that one. Right. But that was because I was listening to it first time after I messaged you on Twitter. Yeah. I got it and I was listening to it. I was like, yo, this is sick. But this one, I don't know what it was about it. Mm. That it just worked nicely for me. And obviously the video is out as well right yeah, now. Yeah. You in Holland Park by the Quay Pond? Or is that somewhere else? Um, Yeah, I think so. It's Kyoto Gardens. Yeah, I think that's in Holland Park. In West London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I saw it but he's either in Japan or he's in the park. park right <laughs> but like deceptive but, yeah but it could be anywhere do you know yeah, what I mean? exactly it looked good but it's one of those situations where for you when you were kind of curating this whole project mm-hmm. we we're going to talk about proud in a second anyway right but what was the kind of song for you that you were like yeah i'm excited for the fans to hear this one oh excited for the fans to hear this one probably kabuto because okay. it's my favorite verse mm. and it's so abstract that I just didn't know how people are going to take it. So I was just anxious and nervous about how people are going to perceive it. Yeah, yeah. I can't lie. Yeah. It was like the song before that, mm. man announced it and said, yo, this is my, one of my closest verses to my heart, but let's do it. And I'm thinking, mm. like, is he acting like a radio presenter right now? <laughs> on this album, I'm like, yo, this is kind of sick. Like, <laughs> but it's one of them ones where, yeah, it's definitely experimental. Mm. Obviously, the last song is You and Caniva off yeah. the tape, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. Shout out Caniva as well. But mm. it's just, Kabuto, what was so special for you? And why, why did you hold on to it for so long? Um, the words in the verse mean the most because it was at a time where my life was just changing. Yeah. Like I was going through, as I said, I was going through that depression and it was just like, I was trying to come out the other side. Mm. And that verse was kind of what I wrote to take me to the other side. Okay. You know? That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got another question, right? It's going to throw you off completely. Are you going to go on X Factor? (laughs) (laughs) Got me, got me. No. <laughs> Unless they want me as a judge. Listen, they are, look, you heard it. If you keep doing this underground thing, if it's not working, you go next factor. Isn't it? Factor, it's on your album. She tried to get me. She tried to get me. Fair. Who was that anyway? Oh, this uh, old fling. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, wait. So was she all right being on the tape then? This is old fling. Yeah, of course. You made sure you got consent that I recorded the phone call, you know? Yeah, of course. You don't have to court, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we just say it, isn't it? We just say it. <laughs> there was, yeah. It'd be just downtone when you have to redo the whole album. album for real. <laughs> but um, let's talk about Proud. Yes. I think we have to talk about that. If you mm. don't want to talk about it, when we get to certain parts, then we don't have right. to, right? But I think, first of all, rest in peace to your dad for passing away. Mm. I have to say that straight away. Mm. But the song itself was very powerful. Correct. Because you were talking about, and one thing that kind of got me was like, bare people I know don't know their dads. For real? So why are you taking mine mm. and not theirs? Because they don't care because they're not around. Around, right. So like, and obviously we're speaking, we've spoken about in this interview so far, going through depression and stuff like that. And that is mm-hmm. something that would bring upon depression on anyone. All right. So, when it came to actually sitting there writing that mm. song, how did you even do that? Because the questions you were asking, some people would be like, oh, he's being selfish. Right. Because he's saying something like, why my dad and not theirs? Mm. And stuff like that. But what was your thought process behind that? Because I really enjoyed that song in particular as well. Right. I'm not sure if there was a thought process. I was just speaking exactly how I felt. Mm. Uh, that was a feeling process, you know, because I think I wrote that the the day after he died. So, yeah, yeah. So I just wrote it straight from the heart. So that those are the thoughts that were probably racing through my mind at the time. 
I, I can barely remember the time because it was such a whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the tracks on there, there's, I think one track came from 2017. I can't remember which one it was. It's one that, oh, what song is it? Is it with... Uh, Anita Marie? That's it. Yeah. The name of the song. Such is life. That's it. Such is life. And yeah. then added someone else onto it now for that. Yeah. Album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I forgot, you know. I was, I was trying to add this <laughs> in my head. But it's one of them songs where, like, I think the whole process when it comes to especially proud is mm-hmm. like sometimes when you get put in a space like that, it's just I need to do this and then I'll come back to it and then everyone else can hear it. Cause right. I definitely feel like a lot of people must be kind of saying, yo, I didn't one, I didn't even know. Right. Two, I'm sorry to hear and three, that was a powerful message that I mm. feel like that song for me as well is like when you look back at that this whole project mm. in a couple of years time, that's one of them songs that will always kind of be there and stuff like that. I don't know how you right. would incorporate it into your sets. Right. But what do you think? What are you thinking? Is there something you could you do at your shows or would it be something that you just kind of do as a one-off and I just put it on the album and I'm just going to leave it? I've never performed it before. Like, I'm going to be performing it at my headline show. 21st of November. 21st of November, yes, yes. So, like... I want to find a way to incorporate it because it's a message that people need mm. and I've seen from the response from the album like how many people really took to that track and really connected with it Yeah. and how many people who's similar had similar experiences like having grown men telling me they've cried to it you know what I'm saying mm. so it's like you know powerful yeah definitely yeah. 100% and let's talk about another thing that has gone on through and it's in your music and stuff as well and mm. it's moving from northwest London Right. to Essex right, 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 and changing the whole scene and environment and mm-hmm. I think you said somewhere that like you know if you hadn't have moved at the time you would have moved you probably would have been in like jail or something like that Yeah, would, the situations wouldn't have looked great right right so moving to Essex then mm. how important obviously we've got the quote but how important was that for you as a person in your personal growth in your macabre <laughs> in my macabre, yes. <laughs> had to flick that other stuff. Yeah, it was it was interesting because I had to like I had to blend in because uh, it's like I've been getting in trouble, getting in trouble. Now I need to move to this new area. Mm. Um, I'm surrounded by different faces now. It's like in Camden, it's very multicultural, but in Essex, it's literally only white people and Asian people. Yeah. So it's like now I'm in this totally different surroundings. Um, and I have to kind of blend in, not cause any trouble, not get into trouble and just put my head down, get into my books. Yeah, yeah. How hard was that adjustment phase though? Um, you know what? I was, I was resigned to it. I was like, I know this is what I have to do. So let me just do it. Yeah, so yeah. It, I didn't make it more difficult than it needed to be. I hear that. Yeah, I just... Was that a time when you were making music or was that just... You were just by yourself, you just you. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I was just me for that time. So I stopped making music because mm. before then I was chaos. But then when I moved to that school, I wasn't chaos anymore. I was just, yeah. I was just. Uh, well, you can't be called chaos at the Essex school, you know. Like, I know. Like you said, <laughs> you, you stand out too much. So. Exactly. They know who chaos is straight away. <laughs> looking at you, detention. Right. But let's talk about the headline show. Right. Because that's on the twenty-first of November. Mm-hmm. Right now, as of this recording, we're a couple of weeks away from that. Right. And. I feel like it's going to be a really good time to kind of get this this mm. album shared with the people. A couple of classics that you put in there as well. Right. Have you started thinking about curating a set yet? Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing rehearsals, curating how the sound's going to be. I'm, I'm doing it with a live band. Yeah. So it's going to sound even more impactful 
and just connect with people in a different way yeah so you're gonna hear your song your favorite songs like in a new light mm. so i'm just working on making sure the macabre experience as the show is called is an experience that you won't forget exactly and how are the singing lessons yeah. Are they, are, they, are, they, are they on point now, yeah? Are they going to be yeah, ready for the show? Man, yeah, yeah. My vocals are getting better. So, mm. yeah, we're preparing for the show and just making sure that each lesson, like I'm improving my voice and improving my technique, etc. Yeah, you need the uh, honey and lemon just in case it gets scratchy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Have that exactly. on the side just in case you hit one of them notes and it's like, well, they like that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, you hit, hitting bum notes is not the one. A few years, yeah. If you've got, like, if you're doing it with a live band, you just look at them and just play your volume up a little bit higher. Yeah. Boost yourself while I'm singing this bit, you know, so just in case. But I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fine. Right. And right. you got a couple of guys warming up for you as well. Right. Um, Carl Block's doing it. Yeah. And then yeah. who else we've got? We've got uh, Natty Weiler. Yeah. And then who's the last one? Eclipse. Uh, Eclipse. So two of them are on the album. No, oh, three, three of them. All of them are on the album. All of them are on the album. There's less features at the top part of the album, and then mm. on the second half, yeah, second like half there's features. a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So what? Obviously, you guys have got a track. Well, you've got tracks with both sets of people. All three yeah. of them, anyway. Two of them are on the same track. Yeah. How is that going to that you know link into the Macabre experience? Yeah, so I wanted people to experience the artists that are on the project. So like you're really experiencing the project. Yeah, like, yeah. These are the influences that came behind the project. So now you're going to hear what they do and then you're going to hear what we do together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's definitely going to be a good look. Like yeah. having all of that kind of come together. How many people do you expect it to like show up? Boy, I don't know, you know. A lot of people are last minute. So let's say 100, 150 yeah I mean that's 150 people and they all share that as more people come into the next one after that as well right right and it's my first it's my first show that I'm doing like I'm organising myself so yeah yeah okay crazy well good luck with that thank you that's important the last thing we're going to talk about as well is that the sound village right right so you're the founder of that right yes what is that for people that don't know yeah so it's um, a creative collective um, of musicians directors um, events organizers like and we're just coming together to be a powerhouse of creativity and like just kind of impact the scene in a way that has not been impacted so far yeah so I mean they'll all be there on the 21st as well right right yeah they have to be otherwise they're not part of it though. yeah exactly you're getting kicked <laughs> out exactly. but good luck with everything thank you I appreciate your time today as well no problem that's at all. it and uh, if you haven't seen or listened to Macabre go make sure you go and listen to that on Spotify Apple Music all platforms all anything, platforms anything else less to say oh just live your life just live your life that's what I like to say because everybody has an opinion on how to live your life. We just live it. Bars. Yeah. There we go. This is it. <laughs> it's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 